All right. Welcome to the show. We're back at it. We got the four of us. It's been a minute. Um, so it's it's exciting to have us all, all back. Um, so in this episode, let me just break it down and uh, I'll give you a, a little bit of a, a quick rundown on how this one's going to go. Um, so you know what to expect, what's coming at you. So this is a little bit of a special episode. Normally, we break down a product. Uh, today, we're actually going to break down how you can level up as a product manager, right? So we'll peel back some layers that we've thought through uh, for our career and things that you can think through if you'd like to level up as a product manager. Um, and keep in mind, this is this is mostly for folks we, um, who are trying to get from perhaps a junior level role or even a, a non-product role or product adjacent role and into a product role or go from junior to you know PM or PM to senior PM. Um, and we've even had some uh, some executive le- level uh, roles and leadership in the room here too. So maybe even pass from the senior PM role up into a, a leadership type of role. Um, so that's, that's who should really be listening and who will get the most value out of this. And the way we're going to do it is I'm going to ask us a guiding question. And then we're each going to take about five, six minutes and talk about uh, our our answers individually. And we'll we'll chime in here and there as well during uh, during each answer. But yeah, you should expect this pod to take about 30 minutes or so. Um, so the, the guiding question, I will say, is I wrote it down earlier, so I didn't mess it up. So let me pull it back up here is if someone came to you about trying to level up as a product manager, what would your advice be to them? What would you say back to them? This is pretend you're in a coffee chat and you're giving your best advice about how to how to help somebody level up. And so we got uh, I'll be the timekeeper. So um, whoever would like to go first, let me know and then um, start spitting your advice at them. All right. Uh, hey, uh, you know this is Rupu. Um, I'll, I'll just go go first. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm talking from the perspective of um, you know getting a promotion or, or or a higher role that gives you a better title and and so forth, right? So it could be within the same company or um, in the outside the company, right? So um, you know the three things or the three themes. I would I would focus on you know um, uh, our first networking right. Um, I really think like you know career is not one of those things where the harder you work the the, the more you rise. You know I I don't think that's how it works. Um, you know so so coming back to it you know who you know the kind of relationship you have can open many doors right. Um, so so if you're someone who is like you know actively or consistently consistently focusing on um, leveling up, you know you should really leverage networking uh, uh, with other people right. M- maybe in the same company, maybe in the uh, uh, same industry, um, and 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 build a relationship right. Obviously, don't make it a transactional one. Be genuine and authentic about you know uh, uh, having a good network. But I I think it definitely definitely opens a, 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 a too many doors right um the second thing is um you know open communication and and and, and when, when i say open communication I'm, I'm mostly talking um you know about my own uh, from my own experience right so if if you ask yourself okay i want to level up right it's 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 almost like uh, you need uh, uh, two people to have uh, make that happen. One, obviously, you your ownership, uh, 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 your your what you deliver, but also your manager, right? Your manager has to know that you're interested in leveling up, right? So have that open communication with your manager, right? And that could mean many things, right? Hey, 
this is what I want to do. And th this is the position I'm looking for. This is my timeline. And hey, what do I need to deliver, right? Um, to have, uh, you know, a, a Set that clear expectations. Uh, you know, most companies now, I know Amazon does, you know, we have a doc that outlines these are the kind of things you need to accomplish to, you know, move the level up, right? So whatever it is, have the open communication. The third is ownership, right? Uh, you know, if, if you really do not take ownership of like your own career of uh, or like, you know, your day-to-day -day duties, your responsibilities, it's just not going to work out, right? So ownership means like, you know, uh, uh, being in charge, being accountable, being consistent. You know, I, I, I think like, you know, we, we don't need to talk much about that. Uh, but, but you know, those would be my top three um, teams. Uh, networking, open communication with your manager, skip, and, you know, ownership. Those are good, Rupu. You still got time left on you. We're not off your subject yet. I think you said some interesting things. What would you would you mind? Do you have like a quick story that you could share that where you've used some of those things in the past in your career and and kind of a practical example of where those maybe, pop up? Yeah, maybe maybe uh, maybe in a different way. You need know, to focus on networking and 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 put put a real picture out there. Right. A lot of things like promotion is really dependent on the optics. All right. It's a fact in companies. Okay. It, it, it's not that the person who works the hardest and all that gets the promotion. That's bullshit. Right. Optics really matters. Right. But the way you add me to that is again by, I think, like having that open communication. And, you know, and what that does is like, you know, maybe you'll get to work on high priority things. Right. You could be working really hard on, on something that has zero visibility. Right. Or like, you know, let's suppose like, you know, you're reporting in your work to a mid-level manager. You're never going to get promoted. Right. So make sure like, you know, you understand those kind of things. Um, you know, a, a good example is like, let's suppose in Amazon, you know, we have you have level six. You have mid-level manager who's still level six and you have like L7s, right? So so you wanna if you work is like that, where you know, level you know, level six point five, for example, is a mid-level uh, manager who has a limited scope versus L7, you always wanna make sure that you are reporting directly to you know L7 or who has the bigger scope, right? Because what does that do, right? That gives you the credit, all the credit for the work that you've done, right? Versus if you if you're reporting to a mid-level manager, their interest is to get promoted themselves, right? Versus for from L7 to go up to director level, you know, it's not easy, right? So so I I think like you know when I say optics, understand this nuances, right? And and how it can impact your career growth. Yeah, that's really good. Optics, optics are a thing. I don't know anybody yeah. else want to weigh in on on that advice. We got about another minute left on uh, on Rupu's Rupu's subject here. Uh, I mean, just add to just ownership. Uh, I think ownership is very important uh, because that's if you're trying to go up to the next level, you need to showcase to your seniors that you are the one person. Even if you make mistake, you will owe to your uh, mistakes. Uh, and that is something uh, show, uh, is a, step, uh, a quality of a, a good leader also or upcoming leader that when they when they start showcasing that we are not only owing to the, the success of any any work, but even to the mistakes. So I, I think I've done that in my uh, career where I, when I've performed well, I've shared that, that kind of uh, success with my entire team or people who really worked hard on those kind of initiatives. But when I, there was a mistake happening, 
uh, I I have jumped out and I said, hey, I am the product manager and I believe I played some role for failure or maybe the bigger role or I'm the one who is culprit. So that is very important. So I agree with Rupo on that, that being an ownership, uh, taking an ownership of any kind of good or bad thing is important uh, if you want to go to the next level. Yeah. And I want to add one thing real quick, right? So when I say optics, it's not necessarily the bad thing, right? It's, it's not like gimmicks or tactics, right? Yep. It's like, you know, finding ways to get your visibility, right? I mean, one of the other way you can think of is like, you know, um, uh, again, you know, uh, uh, I'll take Amazon's example. We have like too many businesses, right? Some businesses are going like, you know, let's suppose like, you know, way fast versus some are more mature or will have like stable growth, right? And, and and one of the ways to get promoted really fast is try to find a team that's growing really fast, right? Because like, you know, that really helps you out. You know, it's like rising tide ship, you know, lips all shut, right? Um, so so when I mean optics, it's, it's it's find ways to get visibility. You have to work hard regardless. You have to take ownership regardless, right? But these things really help, right? The more you are in front of the executives, the more your name is in the initiatives that leads high growth or cost savings, you know, the more you're out there, the more like, you know, people have your name on your mind. That's a that's a really golden advice, Rupu. I think, you know, the way I kind of walk away with it is, from, from that is thinking you don't have to be the best PM ever to get promoted because like I would rather you'd rather be in a situation where you're a pretty good PM on the best team versus the best PM on a team that's never going to see the light of day. Yeah business isn't doing well. So that is so important and probably something that nobody really thinks about very often. So, all right, cool. Yogesh, I think you're probably up next. You were the first, you were the next person talking. So let's popcorn over to you. Um, again, let me remind everybody the question we're answering is somebody comes to you during a coffee chat and they say, how can I level up as a product manager? What would you say to him, Yogesh? So I believe in three uh, mantras over here, mindset, grit, and teamwork. So when I talk about uh, mindset, there are two kinds of mindset uh, when we uh, we are in the career, we generally go in basically. One is growing mindset and the second is a fixed mindset or which we can say a limiting uh, mindset. So as a product manager, I can be comfortable to stay as a product manager all my life uh, as an IC or maybe a, a junior or maybe a, a just a product manager. But if you really want to grow and when I, you say, I want to level up, then you have to change your mindset also. And what I mean by that is that you have to constantly ask yourself, how am I performing in, in my current role? What am I doing good? What am I not doing good? And what that means is that you need to take a constant feedback from your people with whom you're working on the regular basis, or even from the people whom we are not working on the regular basis. Because unknowingly, over the period of time, we develop a mindset which is which can be an arrogant or a not a cooperative one, or a, or a mindset which is which is just um showcasing that okay i have been doing this particular work for ages now and i'm i'm the best in it and we stop learning and that's where i say okay mindset is plays a big role in achieving the next level so if you have a mindset that you constantly want to improve yourself uh, and you then only you can grow to the next level the second is a grid the, uh, the grid for me is that doing as a product manager we constantly face situations where uh, very tough situations uh, being it from a development perspective or being when we're trying to launch a product or when the product is not doing great from the metrics perspective. 
And what is required of us at that moment is that we need to keep going. We need to keep grinding ourselves and to understand what are the root causes, where can they, uh, we can fix the issues. And if you're not can have that kind of mindset that I will not be going through hell and keep going, then you are bound to fail. And then you can never showcase to your superiors that you have the quality of a person who can uh, perform in the in the in the worst of the time period. So, so the grid is required, and grid is required, and, and why? And it makes you a better person. So, I, and I always believe that you cannot become a diamond unless you go through the hardship. So that is the second mantra. The third, but not the least, is the teamwork. Whether you want to be getting promoted within the same company or you want to get promoted into the new company, during interview process, people assess whether you are a team work worker or not a team worker. If you're not a team worker within the company or even during the interview process, you are bound to fail because they can say from your body language, the way you are interviewing or with how are you talking to the peer people in the, during the interview process or even uh, within the same company. And that if you go back, uh, if you think about like what I was telling you in the previous um, uh, example of when I was talking about great uh, is that you need to ask your your peers that how am I performing? Am I uh, am I helping you? Am I improving uh, in a way? Am I helping you to decrease your burden? Am I uh, so resolving your issues and whatnot? Is that is the reason is that as a as a pro product manager, it's very much uh, our responsibility to, to work cross functional teams, whether it's a sales team or or is it a marketing team or legal team? And if we are not collaborating with them on a daily basis, we can be be uh, acting like a hindrance and then providing that frictionless uh, motion in the within the, uh, the the body of the engine basically so we are a, like a mobile oil from my perspective which provided frictionless uh, functioning within the company or within the team so as a product manager for me the teamwork is uh, one of the most important criteria to be successful product manager and even to go to the next level i'm done that's good anybody want to weigh in on that that's good. Thanks, Yogesh. Good, good. Thanks for sharing. I would just add really good stuff, Yogesh. I mean, more and more as as I've gotten more and more experience in product, it's further solidified the idea that building and and selling products is a team sport. And if you come at it with that with that mindset, that attitude, that you're just a member of a team, uh, despite the whole CEO of the product mentality, um, that's the way you can actually succeed is collaboratively. All right. So it seems like Andrew, it's your turn now. Oh, my turn now. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So that's good. We'll, we'll finish on a high note with Trent. Um, <laughs> all right. So um, yeah, I'll go. In terms of what I would say back to somebody, if they were going to ask me that question, hey, how do I level up? And so let me just explain the context from which I'm going to give you my advice. The context is you're probably a junior level PM or somebody who's adjacent to a product role and you're trying to get into that next level PM role, um, maybe maybe PM or senior PM. Um, and really, I think the 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 three pieces that I, I know, I love our product hats that we, we've all put on here. We give uh, advice in threes and I'm going to do the same thing. I got three things for, for you. You need to um, build skills. You need to build relationships. And you need to get really good at <laughs> telling stories, like which is useful for a lot of different practical reasons, like you know interviews and coffee chats and all sorts of things. So let me break down each one of those three things that I'm getting at. 
Um, number one, build skills. So the reason, you know, you're trying to level up, you know, and one of, one of the, one of the best ways to level up is to get better at actually the discipline of product management, right? So maybe you've been stuck or you've plateaued. And a lot of times the reason for that is there may not just really be much mobility or space for you to go where you're currently at. And so, as you know, there's many different disciplines of product management out there. And you, you, you know that you know there's a lot of them represented in this room, right? Some of some of us are cloud PMs, some of us are fintech PMs, some of us are business to business, some of us are consumer, some of us are security. Right? There's so many different avenues you can go down. But I would say, no matter which avenue you go down, there's going to be some overlap. You know, the the core disciplines of PM are are there's going to be you know 50 to 70 percent overlap between no matter which way you go. That 30% is actually pretty important. If you want to level up, you're going to need to you're you're going to need to get better at the 30% of your job that the person above you is crushing. Or you're going to need to get better at the 30% of the job that's different from a different company you'd want to go work at. So let's say you want to switch from B2B or B2C, you need to figure out how to fill those gaps. And that's where the skills come in. As you know, a lot of my former content um, that I've posted in the past has been about building products. I think the best way to build skills is to get hands-on. So my number one practical advice is if you want to switch from B2B into B2C, for, I'm just using that as an example, go build a dang product that's ge geared towards consumers. You're going to learn so much more by trying to launch and commercialize your own idea than you are um, trying to take some sort of training available through your through your company or some sort of certification that your, your company is going to pay for. Go get hands-on, go learn how to fail and solve the problem. And then once you do, you're gonna, you're gonna, this kind of bleeds in, they bleed into each other, right? So that was number one, build the skills. Once you're building those skills, you're gonna do, you're gonna be able to pick up the other two along the way. Um, number two is relationships, right? As you're building products, you you're going to bump up against so many other people along the way. When you're building those products, you should be you should be brushing shoulders with people in your company um, and other people in the industry that you want to be a part of, right? And so, I think one of the things that a lot of a lot of PMs when they're in the role are good at is you know managing all the stakeholders, but. There, we're so often so narrow focused on our particular role that we forget about the rest of the world outside of us. And that really impinges your ability to, you know, jump from company to company or role to role or have that flexibility. And if you have different relationships in different industries with different types of people, that becomes way easier. So building relationships is about giving yourself the visibility you need, not just at your company, um, but other companies as well. So, you know, I would say I've got two practical pieces of advice for building relationships without being awkward, right? Number one is the way you need to learn to cold DM. You need to figure out how to outreach to people and, and do it in a way that doesn't turn people away. So you can adopt any sort of one of these frameworks. My favorite one goes like this. You, you catch their eye with a very, you know, eye-catching subject line. You find familiar ground immediately, so they keep reading. You tell them immediately what your intention is as you reach out to them. You give them three bullets about why you're a good fit for whatever it is you're pitching, and then you make your ask, right? That is a really powerful framework that's worked for me over time about how 
you know, about how outreach has worked for me. And I've been able to build cold relationships over and over and over again because of this, this type of framework. And then um, another thing that really, number two, that really works for me is nurturing those relationships. You can't just build a relationship once and leave it alone. I think that's something that I've had to grow in personally is you've got to nurture those relationships over time. So what I do is I put reminders in my calendar every 30, 30 days or 60 days to just drop a little piece of value to a relationship that I want to keep warm, right? So I'll send them an article or I'll send them a podcast or something, just a little bit of value. And then, you know, over time you can make your, make it clear that you want to make an ask. I know I've probably been going for almost five minutes now, but let me, let me finish up with my point number three. Point number three is to get very good at storytelling. There are so many different frameworks you can use for storytelling, but one of the main reasons I I love this as a as a career booster is because um, people remember stories more than they remember they remember what you do through the stories you tell rather than just like e- like just random emails that come across or you know or that's why we love movies and and songs it's because the ones that are good actually stick with us because they have a good story to them. So if you can learn to tell a story with the way that you do your work on a day-to-day basis, pitch ideas, uh, pitch PRDs, um, get your team influenced into a certain decision, all those types of things, I think, play well into your favor. So, um, And they also pop up really well as a tool for interviewing. Right. So star stories, I still think run the game. Right. I, I think it's probably everyone knows what a star story is, but there's a reason they're so great. And I know Rupu Rupu's probably like, damn, dude, if I hear star story one more time being on Amazon, I'm gonna cry. But I tell you, they they make a lot of sense and uh and they work for a reason. So that's my three 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 things: build products and skills, build relationships, and get really good at storytelling. Awesome, Andrew. I mean, I was thinking of doing an episode on the storytelling one day with you guys on the different frameworks. Thanks for adding that in. Yeah. I mean, that's, so I, wanna, uh, go ahead. Uh, I mean, so just want to finish my thought over there is that I believe uh, storytelling is very, very important skill set, uh, be it as a product management level or be it as a leadership level. Because as a product manager or as a leader, you need to go out and tell people the story about the product or the things that are the big initiative that you are taking. And if you're not able to explain people and make them interested or excited about your story, uh, they will not buy in and you will not be renowned as a, as a good leader or a leader who can be uh, achieving the, the goals that they want to achieve in the long run. It's the number one thing for influencing without authority. Yep, that's true. Go ahead, Rupu, sorry for that earlier. No, no. So, so I, I really wanted to, you know, revisit um, uh, one point that Andrew was talking about skills, right? Um, and I, 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 I think another, another angle to that is, you know, let's suppose, um, you know, you're working as a, a product manager and you want to level up to senior product manager, right? Um, the way you should be thinking about skills is how do you develop skills you know that allows you to do a portion of the job that the higher level position would be doing right now right and i i think like you know that would really uh add to your favor right in big tech um you know the expectations is that you know you're already working or performing at the level that you want to get promoted to right uh uh so so always like you know look look at skills from from that 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 angle too 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah. See, I covered the angle of like jumping from a different domain to another domain and, and filling the gap with those skills. But yeah, if your intention, like you said, Rupu, if your intention is to get promoted at the same company or or uh, fill some sort of gap at this and and rise through the ranks at that one at the same job, same product, same company, that's definitely it. And one of the ways I've been able to do that in the past is to literally go onto our product management like career website at our internal our internal pages and look at what is expected from each level. Right? You talked about L six, L seven. So if you worked at Amazon, you'd go look at whatever the L is above you and you would see the bullets or you can go exactly. look at the job descriptions. You go look at the bullets from the job descriptions that are posted by your company and just start doing those. Yeah. And then, or and or then, you just reach out to people and talk to them, right? Yeah, hey. that too. But you're doing those and you're telling your man, you're telling your manager, you're telling your team, you're telling all your stakeholders how you're doing those, right? And and it's just going to build a case for you. Yes, really, really good stuff. I wanted to add on. I really love what you said about building products, like especially early on in the career. There's really no substitute for hands-on experience. Um, I, I feel, it reminds me of the quote about, in theory, practice and theory are the same, but in practice, they are not. You're always dropping a good quote, Trent. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh, let's finish on a strong note with you, man. I hope I can deliver. I'll try to keep this short so we can stick to our timeline. But um, so I'll, I'll start with the the bluff, the the bottom line up front. Uh, two main things. So one thing that's been really important for me is finding your favorite learning methods or media. So figure out what you know, whether that's books or videos or podcasts or all of the above. Find out what resonates and works best for your learning style. And then the second aspect uh, I would point to is consistently consume content. And my reasoning behind that one kind of comes with a bit of a story. I, I read this book uh, called The Ant and the Elephant that really kind of blew my mind. Um, and one of my main takeaways that I remember from it is this, this fact about human, the human mind, right? We, we talk a lot about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So if you look at it at a slightly lower level, the number of neurons that fire um, in, a, in a second. Um, so in the conscious mind, about 2,000 neurons are firing every second. And in that same second, the subconscious mind is utilizing about 4 billion neurons. So it just it, it really highlights to me that there's potentially some really underutilized um, resources in your mind that that's what that was the whole subject of this book is how do you put those neurons to work in your favor? Um, and so that's where, you know, being very selective about the content you consume and then consuming it collective or uh, consistently to kind of fill that subconscious so that those neurons are, are working for you in that direction, even when you're not directly thinking about it. So, um, with that said, I mean, others have mentioned the the importance of context, right? I think as product managers, there often isn't a one right answer for a given situation uh, unless you add that context, right? So like knowing if you're B2B versus B2C, if your industry is health tech versus fintech versus SaaS or infrastructure, you know, also the the level you're at, that will change what you may do in a given situation. Um, the stage of your company, the stage of your product, right? IC versus people leader, all these different things. You want to take that into account 
when you decide what to focus on um, in terms of the, the content you're consuming. Um, and then beyond that, I think uh, it's, uh, I would resonate or I would uh, echo what others have said about getting contact with, getting outside yourself, getting contact with other PMs, with customers to really kind of mitigate the the Dunning-Kruger effect and, you know, the false consensus effect and, you know, all these biases that we all are subject to. That's VP level stuff right there. Folks. <laughs> That's good. Let me add, let me, um, I loved everything you said, Trent. I would say one thing that really changed for me is when I consistently consumed with the intention of using what I consumed to create, right? And so I'm not, I'm not saying you have to be an internet creator. No, I'm saying create value in your job, right? If you are a PM who there's a difference between PMs who bounce from meetings to meeting to meeting, and it seems like all they ever do is talk, right? But, and you know who I'm talking about because the, the opposite side of that coin also exists are PMs who create structure, meaning from nothing. Um, they create ideas, they create, you know, vision and, and stories about, you know, and it all comes from the content they're consuming from their customers, the voice of their customer, and they can create a path forward for their company, which ultimately leads to, you know, whatever metric it is that you were trying to move, whether it be that activation, revenue, retention, all that stuff you can see a consistent path of what they've been able to create. And for me, the big differences in my career have come when I've consumed content, maybe somebody who's gone before me who knows a little bit more about a certain space than I do. When I consume that content, you're right, I'm firing off all those other neurons in my brain that were left sleeping and I didn't know how to use them. But then when you figure out how to use them, you got to put them into practice and go create something from what you've consumed. And Absolutely. then when you create that value is when the magic starts to happen. Mm-hmm. And then also, I've learned we also need to go Google the Don the Dunning Kruger effect after this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your homework if you're if you're listening. Um, all right, any any uh, closing thoughts or uh, remarks or comments on on Trent stuff there, guys? Nope, Rupu, I can barely see your shaking head no from the moonlight there. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know what I'm talking about. But if you're listening, uh, Yogesh is in a Star, well, a Star, yeah. World, Star Wars world uh, um, there. But um, I think uh, I think that's that's it, guys. So um, hope you enjoyed this. Let us know your feedback. Let us know um, if any of these things have worked for you. Or yeah, always feel free to DM and reach out to us and add your advice. What would you tell somebody um, if they came to you looking for ways to level up? Um, we'd love to hear from you. So thanks for listening. Keep on listening, guys. Have a good one.